Welcome back to the Steelers Hangover from BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. My name is Brian Anthony Davis, back from a brief hiatus where I took last week off to hang out with my scouts from my scout troop in the woods of Pennsylvania, and it was a definitely a great week, but I did miss BTSC Nation. Thanks so much to Tony Defio and Shannon White for uh, taking over for me, taking good care of me, and... Uh, taking good care of the uh, show while I was gone. I had a chance to listen to it. Uh, top notch guys. So thank you very much. The bad signal did not have to go up. And I like that. The bad signal we've got to, we've got to come up with a bad signal now. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so let's get into this guys. So much happened. And before we get back into uh, the mix of what we were doing, a guy that we want to see shine Actually, two guys that we want to see shine. Actually, three guys that we want to see shine. Actually, four guys that we Ooh. want to see shine all played for the Los Angeles Chargers either last year or two years ago. And that is Derek Watt, Trey Turner, Keelan Balage, and Melvin Ingram. So we have become... Los Angeles East now. We always talk about Arizona West, be, uh, Pittsburgh West being in Arizona. Are we Chargers East, Tony Defio? It seems like it's, it's, it's uh, turning into that. Um, yeah, there's four four big names that they've uh, acquired from, from them over the last – well, not four big names, but four names that they've acquired uh, from them over the last two years. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of an interesting pipeline it's turning into uh, out that way. <laughs> What's going on with that, Shannon White? I think we're Philip Rivers. They finally parted ways, and he'd been such a established <laughs> leader for that that team. Um, you know, then they started uh, similar uh, to a rebuild, and some of their uh, more high priced guys they they kind of moved allowed to move on. Say, uh, especially after an injury, like say Ingram, uh, because he looks like he's going to be a perfect fit in Pittsburgh. Uh, with his versatility. Um, and then you have, you know, because they're kind of a lame duck franchise at the moment. They, they're playing in what looks like a glorified Texas high school stadium. And uh, so they're in the process of trying to be relevant again. Of course, they have Herbert and, and uh, Haybar, I mean, and those uh, Allen, and they have a lot of talent on offense and they're building back, but, uh, yeah, I think that, that we've got some guys that uh, that maybe didn't pan out for them, but could very well flourish here in Pittsburgh. So let's let's go to the live chat here. Um, some funny stuff on here, uh, and not so funny stuff too. Uh, Steeler Nation four one two says Ingram got to stay healthy, and it's a huge win. Yeah, that is absolutely correct, and he is saying all the right things. He looks good. Wear number eight. Mm-hmm. Now I've got a new favorite number eight because it was it's Tommy Maddox and he's always going to be a favorite. But now now I've got a co-favorite number eight. The funniest thing that I I wanted to mention, awesome stuff. Eighty three says I bet that was Kiesel Diesel that scared you in the woods. Uh, <laughs> Can you imagine Kiesel shaking my tent at two thirty in the morning? <laughs> especially if he had that beard. Yeah. yeah. Derek Watt says Steeler Chick forty six. Hope he's used better this year. And a lot of people agree with that. Uh, who was it? Was it Brooke Pryor that uh, made a mention 
on Derek Watt, how he caught a beautiful pass from Ben Roethlisberger. He didn't catch it. Camp, he did not catch it. No, they. she was talking about – she didn't mention that he didn't catch it. She was saying that she was excited that they threw a wheel route to him because we never yeah. heard of the fullback. But when the, the was reported further, he didn't catch it. He dropped it. Or it was incomplete. <laughs> Here, here's an interesting question here. Um, Brian Brown asked this, has Ingram ever played middle linebacker? I think he has, uh, he has been used mostly as an edge and the Steelers have been moving him around on the, um, as an edge and moving them all around in different packages so far in the couple of days that he's been here. Guys, do you know about if he has ever played in the middle? Did you remember I, last year when they would have Watt and uh, Highsmith kind of float into the middle a little bit right yes. before the snap? And uh, I think that that's what they're doing with him at times because he has kind of slid inside to rush in on the inner gap. Uh, you know, he hasn't always stayed on the edge for the Chargers. But I don't know if he's been that far off the line. You know, he'd be like, if the middle linebacker was coming up playing closer, pressuring the line, he's done that before. I want to bring this one up. We're talking about the Chargers, uh, the former Chargers. Garrett Slingerland, and he's absolutely right. Derek Watt wasn't bad. He just never got to play. Tony, yeah, do you see it. the Matt Canada offense finding a way to uh, mix him in? I think they're going to try, yeah. I mean, I think he's going to try to utilize anything he can, and, and um, it, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with, with that position this year because – it was basically phased out the last couple of years under uh, last few years under Haley and, and, and Fickner. So, uh, yeah, is uh, is what going to be a, a a big part of the offense? Because he kind of was with the Chargers as far as catching the ball out of the backfield, right? Then he wasn't he uh, pretty uh, decent at that. In addition to being a special teams guy, so I, I think I think you know when you when you hear reports out of camp that that they're using him on on wheel routes, even though it, didn't, it wasn't completed, I think that's uh, that that's a uh, you know, it's evidence that they're gonna they're gonna try to they're gonna try to utilize him a little bit more this year than they did last year, provided he still he stays healthy. That's the key. All right, we've got a super chat from my man Snowman, and it's to you, Shannon White. I'll let you read that, my friend. Oh, welcome, Mister Shannon White, to YouTube side of the BTSC family. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, I I'm so glad. Uh, gosh, Shannon's been here. What? What is this show number six now, Shannon? It's five or six. I'm not sure. Yeah, you're. We're just losing track. Um. So, uh, it's so great, and part of it, I just cannot wait to get into the season where mm -hmm. uh, where Shannon is going to be. Uh, Shannon and Tony on the Hangover are going to be great together because uh, just analysis of games. Uh, I paint more of a picture and these guys can analyze the games a whole lot better than I do. So I cannot wait to have those two together on this show. We've got a three pack. Speaking of three packs, guys, do you know what's happening this weekend? Mm. Speaking of three pack on mm -hmm. BTSC, we are debuting a new show. Ah. And, oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And I'm going to bring up uh, one of those fellas. Chris Pugh, Chargers could be very underrated this year with the return of Derwin James on defense. I like the Chargers. I really do. Now, what Chris, Joe, Chris, Joe Frost, Paul Janchek, they are going to be the Steelers' power half hour. That's going to be on the audio show. That is going to be on Saturdays 
on a time slot you know well, Tony. You used to be Saturdays yeah. at noon. Right. So so uh, we are going to have the uh, the power half hour in the show. And if you did not get a chance to check out the curtain call with Jeffrey Benedict and Michael Beck last week, where they had guest Chris Carter on the show from DK, Chris was absolutely fantastic on the show. Second half, they had these three fellas, the Steelers power half hour, Chris, Paul, and Joe on the show talking about their upcoming show. We have new shows that we're going to debut as well. And they're all going to be on the audio, audio side. So definitely check them out. We're, uh, the new shows. We also talked about another show, the uh, Jeffrey, the new Jeffrey Benedict show that's going to be popping up in a few weeks on the audio side only. So it will be great to check that out. Uh, we saw, I saw Chris in the live chat. I wanted to bring him up mm-hmm. as well. I was going to do that at the end of the show. Figured let's do it now. So check all that stuff. New stuff as we get ready for our new fall season. It's coming up. We're in training camp too, my friends. This is training camp. So Shannon, this is this is your two a days. So we've done two halves. This is your two a day. So you need to be in shape for the season. And I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be. It's gonna be like Casey Hampton. I'm gonna be. Uh, I'm gonna make sure that you're in good shape. I, it will I, be like Casey Hampton. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> if I have to, if I have to sit you down because you're not conditioned for the for the uh whole week just what, don't, what put, me, don't put a timer on that mile run <laughs> what's that just don't put a timer on that mile run yeah don't worry I'm, and i'm walking <laughs> in the middle <laughs> <laughs> tony is a now tony is a runner so we don't we don't even have to worry about that well in, in theory so in theory you're a runner yeah, the groups that I always run with, I'm always dead last. I mean, so so far behind, I don't even see anybody anymore. So I showed you how slow I am. Yeah, as long as you're finishing, my man. So check that out, Chris. This week they're going to be talking about the five most crucial guys for the Steelers this season, and what they're going to be doing when we say power half hour, they're going to do their own power rankings each and every week. It's going to be Steeler oriented, and they're going to be counting down. So that'll be great. And you know me with Casey Kasem. I always love a good countdown. So this is going to be good. Um, Power Half Hour, check that out. And check out all the BTSC shows as well. Let's get back into this now, guys. Let's bring up some players first that have shined. We're going to go around the room. Well, just uh, with the two of you. And Tony, you made a mention to a guy earlier. And I'm pretty sure that you want to talk about Antoine Brooks. So what are your thoughts so far? Is Antoine Brooks a starter for the Pittsburgh Steelers based on what he's been doing so far, or is this just getting the man some extra work? Well, I think right now it's just, it's, it's, it's just getting him some extra work. They're, they're, they're trying to see what they have in him. If I remember correctly from last year, his draft profile, he seemed to be uh, a player without a real position. That's kind of how they described him from what I remember correctly. So, you know, there's somebody that, that maybe can, can find himself a, a home. Like if, if he's versatile, obviously if he, if he's a man without a position, that means he's, he can play hopefully several, maybe not well, but if he's a, uh, you know, if he can find a way to, to find a niche as a, a, a slot corner for them. Well, I mean, that, that's, that solves a huge problem. I mean, he might not be Mike Hilton, but if he can, if he can play that role, and then you can uh, slide Cam Sutton to the outside and, and leave him out there. I mean, I think that that's that could be huge, but it's 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 obviously too early to tell yet. I mean, it's it's as Shannon said, it's football without 
pads. So, but I'm going to be really interested to see what, what he does uh, once the uh, pads start popping. And of course, once the preseason starts. So Karen Broomsey says a Brooks can hit, but coverage is suspect. Shannon, do you think Brooks is a legitimate candidate and could help push Cameron Sutton to the outside? Like Tony just said, do you feel that this makes that defensive backfield so much stronger? And do you feel that we were discounting Antoine Brooks before this preseason started? When I had to write the draft article about his selection, he was one of the highest rated tacklers, um, you know, in college football. He he's a sure tackler, uh, excellent fundamentals, a technique. Um, he's very aggressive to the ball. His big weakness is coverage, and um, I think he run like a four six four. Um, but you know, guys can overcome that. Uh, the way the Steelers used Hilton, um, I think they would like to have Brooks because he could he will be similar. Uh, Hilton, I thought, was weaker in coverage and he was better on everything else, but he got better in coverage as time went on. Um, I like Arthur Millette at uh, at slot, and I think he's going to have a real shot at taking that position because he's very physical. He looks like Greg Lloyd, like a smaller version of Greg Lloyd. Hmm. Uh, and he plays very aggressive. He's a good blitzer. And I think he'll be end up better in coverage than Brooks. So I think they'll end up using kind of a committee approach, uh, especially with sub packages, you know, in certain situations. Because um, Brooks would be really good against heavy run teams like the Titans or the Ravens because Brooks can really come up and, and pound that uh, run defense. But, um, yeah, I think Brooks has, has got a real shot to, to make an impact this year. I just don't see him as the full-time starter. Now, you brought up Arthur Millette, mm -hmm. and Mike Tomlin's already saying Art. He's saying him a lot. Mm -hmm. What have you noticed from Millette, the other Jets defensive <laughs> back, that everybody wanted Brian Poole, who looks like he's going to the Saints now as of, as of today, possibly. Everybody wanted Brian Poole. But everybody wanted Malik Hooker in that defensive backfield as well. But when you have guys like Brooks and you have a guy like Arthur Millette, maybe that's why they didn't go look their way because they knew what they had, Shannon. Yeah, um, Millette, actually, the way they've played that slot in the past with Hilton, Millette is a better fit than Poole was. Uh, and uh, he's he can actually play the slot or safety, so he gives them that position versatility. And um, I just think that that that's why he was brought in. Um, and I, you know, you take the people were talking about Hooker, but his injury tendencies, um, you know, I just you can't count on that. You know, it'd be great if it had worked out, but it was a big gamble. So I'm I'm really happy with Millet. You know what? Tony Defio was so excited when the Steelers signed Arthur Mollette because he thought his name was Mollett and he had a great one in the 80s. Yeah, those were the days. I, I need, you know what? I need to see pictures of both Tony and Shannon White in high school. I, I need high school pictures of you guys. Well, Me, I didn't change that much. I just had the mullet and my face was thinner. And that's about it. But I didn't change. I looked exactly like this and uh, just a lot of hair. Well, 
back in the 80s, I looked like the guy that people say I am uh, when they when they uh, trash me online. That's what I that's how I looked <laughs> when I was in my teen years with the the hair and the clothes that I wore. So <laughs> I don't get that. Why are they trashing you online, Tony? I find you delightful. Well, thank you, thank you. Yes. I, I I don't know. I don't know. I, I just I try to keep it down the middle when I talk about sports. So I don't know what it is. It's probably down the middle. Yeah. So Whoa. I don't know what it is. It's just some people just like to hate boots. for no reason. My gosh, Shannon, wait! You're in West Virginia. You have boots for that stuff. There's a, it's deep it's like, there uh, sometimes. I need waiters for that. I need waiters. Yeah, it's and like that Tony, is it's like the uh, the Lone Sharks uh, uh, limousine driver in Rocky. He just hated Rocky for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> we just got a Rocky reference too. I, I, love, I it. love it. Yeah. Um, hey, let's uh, let's talk about other guys that are shining here, or that we need to see something of. And I'm going to bring up. Uh, I, I think it's Jan, or it could be Jan. It could be Jan or Jan. I'm not sure. If I could get it up, why can't I get it up? <laughs> okay. Forgive me for laughing at that. <laughs> uh, it it looks like J I would say it's it's Jan. What do you think of Cassius Marsh? Have we have we heard anything about Cassius Marsh in the first four days so far, or has he been anonymous? Let's start with Tony. I haven't heard anything. Um... Who was the guy's name that they that they had the last couple of years? He was kind of a veteran, like late twenties. He 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 was kind of he was a backup linebacker. Adani. Oh, Adani. No, no, uh, no. The, the, he was like Chicolo. The, oh, Chicolo. Well, no, 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 not him. He was. Uh, I guess they kept signing him. And Jay Ron kind of, Elliott. Jay Ron Elliott. That's kind yeah. of who Marshall <laughs> yeah, reminds yeah, me yeah. of. Like he's kind of like that kind of talent. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, like if you if you want to include you know Chicolo and and that too, I, I think that's a, a apt comparison because it, you know they. I guess they're dependent. They're, they're capable, but they're not really capable of doing a whole heck of a lot other than just like, you know, filling in occasionally, but they're not going to make a lot of big plays. That's kind of what Marsh reminds me of. All right. Hey, we got to do this because this is what kind of show this is. I got to bring up Portna here. Hucker. We're still talking about Deshaun Watson. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Uh, I don't, that came out of the blue. Again. I thought those were massage people. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I uh, cannot confirm nor deny, and I, I don't know. Um, all I know is if that's the truth, then uh, Mr. Kraft in New England is is hoping to sign Deshaun Watson. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, gosh, woo, we gotta stop that. Um, here's, here's a guy to bring up, and so, well, let me finish up with Cassius Marsh. I think Cassius Marsh makes this team, and I think he is your guy on special teams. And he reminds me a little bit. Now, he's bounced around a lot. But remember, nobody was counting on Robert Spillane much at all. And now Robert Spillane, who had a great interception, a one-handed interception on, uh, on coverage on Ben Roethlisberger the other day. So, you know, that was, that was just a situation where now he's a guy that you're starting. Yeah. And and you're not upset that you're starting the guy. Right. Although he is, I mean, he is a lot younger. So, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. Whereas, and, and he, last year was his first real opportunity to, to show anything. Whereas Mark Clay's been around for, for a while, you know, so. Do, uh, <laughs> oh gosh. 
Now we got the first sapphire joke of the day of a live chat. I knew that that happened. Sapphire's uh-huh. got higher standards. God bless Sapphire. Um, so, man, it's uh, it's going off the rails. <laughs> and it's my, That's a good. It's I'm my sorry, fault guys. here. Um, oh uh, yeah, I am a uh, E.M. Marcus. He is a. Uh, I'm being corrected here. And I think he's right. And I might have made a mistake. Was that interception on Mason Rudolph? Now I'm not quite sure. I'm, Which I'm almost thinking the uh, Spillane's interception. Yeah, it was on Rudolph. I'm pretty okay. sure. EM, Brooks, thank- Brooks picked off Ben the day okay. before. It was, yes. And Ben congratulated Brooks. Mm-hmm. EM Marcus 39. <laughs> thank you so much for that correction. I appreciate it. Um, man, sometimes. Uh, Sometimes it gets all up in that noggin and the cranium and you're, you mix some things up a little bit. So there you go. But yeah, I, and now we got awesome stuff says five outside linebackers with a question mark. Yeah. I, I think you keep a special teams guy. Yeah. And, and that's like, if you're talking about some, some of the young guys that you, you want to see something out of something that, that somebody that might be intriguing, it's Roche because he was so productive at temple and he showed promise last year at Miami and you're like, why is this guy a six-round pick? He, you know, he, he was pretty decorated in college. So there's somebody that, I mean, if he really dominates the competition in the preseason, I mean, he can make a he can make a big a name for himself and, and make this roster. And who knows, maybe push out a guy like like uh, Clay. But like you said, they might keep five, one for one for, uh, and Clay might be the special teams guy. So the uh, the uh, the top three, of course, T.J. Melvin, Highsmith. Highsmith, let me put him second in that conversation because those are your two starters. Then Melvin. Melvin's going to see a lot of action. Mm-hmm. And remember, remember how often you see you see uh, TJ with oxygen towards the end of the day game because he <laughs> he and that's not a rip on him. He needs a break. I mean, right? They're not designed. Out, yeah. They're not designed to. They're designed to get a break. They they right. really are. Uh, Roche, we're saying Roche number four. And then number five, I mean, I I think they kind of look at that special teams guy as uh, they just add him on because Jordan Dangerfield was there. He was marked as a safety, but he was not considered a safety. Mm-hmm. He didn't play at safety. Right. No, yeah. I mean, he was special teams only. So that, that's kind of kind of the way you look at it there. Now, guys, uh, we've talked about guys that have shown up. Some guys we weren't expecting to show up. Who would be your two most important guys that really need to show up? And I'm thinking of two guys on offense right now. And they were not on this team last year. Tony, we'll start with Shannon. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, the way the line is set up, um, I would have to say Trey Turner. Is it Trey or it is Trey, right? Trey T R A. I didn't know if I was saying it right. Yeah, Trey Turner. Um, and I, I, again, I'm I'm just hoping that Green ends up winning the starting center position. Uh, because you know Firemuth has been a star of camp so far, and he looks like he could be a, a complete, well-rounded number one tight end. Uh, for the Steelers going down the road. But 
the line is even more important at the moment. And that's why that Turner needs to have a rebound season and green needs to really shine as that as a starting center. And I'll feel a whole lot better about the, the rest of the line. If those two guys can come through. Tony, I don't uh, disagree. That's exactly oh, who uh, I was thinking there, but I'm thinking of another guy and he's been in the news a lot lately for uh, something that happened in his personal life. Uh, Haskins. Dwayne Haskins needs to show up to keep his job. Yeah. Well, definitely. <laughs> and, and if he really shows up and he shows that first round pedigree in the preseason, then that might be something to keep in mind for next year. The interesting thing about Dwayne Haskins is the Steelers don't need him to show up as much as Dwayne Haskins needs Dwayne Haskins to show up. Right. So they, they're in that position. The, the Steelers are in the position that if anything's gravy, you know, they can get a fine. I mean, this, this is no risk or reward. Mm-hmm. So that's, I mean, if he shows up, it's going to be fantastic. And that's going to be great. But for him, he's got everything riding on this. Um, so uh, another guy to go ahead and look at on defense, somebody that I'm thinking of, and Anthony Perkins brought it up. And uh, he's asking questions about a certain safety. Terrell Edmonds, what are your thoughts? Have we heard anything about Terrell? And how crucial is this for uh, – Number 34. Let's start with Tony. I haven't heard anything yet, but but I, I think obviously it's a big year for him because they didn't pick up his fifth-year option, so he obviously has a lot to prove. He, he's going to be motivated, you would think. But, I mean, he's gotten steadily better every year since his rookie year, and, and the thing that I love about him the most is they can't get him out of, out of the lineup. He's played – he's been durable, and, and they haven't had to bench him. You remember Artie Burns. He was he was eventually benched right by his – I mean, I, I loved Artie. I, I was really excited about him after his rookie year, and then he just kind of – he just kind of went downhill, whereas you haven't seen it with Terrell Edmonds. And I think, uh, what's that saying? Water meets its own level or something like that. Or cream rises to the top, whatever I'm trying to say. Uh, I mean, after three years, if he wasn't capable of, of playing in the NFL, if he, if he was a, a true liability like a lot of people think he is, I think they would have found a way to get him out of the lineup by now. So I, I think, you know, he, he's gotten better every year. And I think, you know, until, until he shows otherwise, I – going to have confidence that he's going to continue to improve heading and heading into his fourth year. Cause he's still really, really young. I mean, was he 23, 24, something like that. So Shannon white, two part question. One Terrell Edmonds. Is he a stealer in 2022 and two Shannon white Terrell Edmonds. If he was a second round draft pick, would the Steelers fans feel different about the man from Virginia tech? If he'd have been picked in the second round, even early in the second round, people would be raving about what a great player he is. Right. You know, I'm I'm on everybody knows I'm a big fan of the young man. Uh great teammate, uh selfish, uh, does the dirty work. He's kind of Ryan Clark, you know, in the that combination with Fitzpatrick, me and Palomalu. He he does the dirty work. His speed is such that he especially after Bush went out last year. Edmonds made so many tackles and game and prevented some big plays just because he could cover so much ground. Right. Uh, and he become our easily, and I mean easily our best cover guy on tight ends. Yeah. You know, he was shutting guys down. And uh, 
you know, when the guys had like a, a big beginning of the game, first half, it was usually because he wasn't on them. If they rolled him over on them, he shut them down. Um, I think that, that I have heard about him so far at camp. Terrell Austin, the DB coach, he's talked about him and said that he's looking great and he's looking comfortable and, and he's really extra motivated because he's playing for a contract now. Mm-hmm. And and hopefully, he you know, he has a big season, but if he has a really big season, he might just play himself out of our price range. But it's a gamble. You know, you, you want to do that. Uh, they did it with Bud, and then they, you know, you could always franchise tag him. But um, I just – I wish, like you said, Brian, that he would have been a second-round pick because he he's always – being judged by who he for what he isn't and who he and who he isn't and not appreciated for what he is. I cannot say that better. Um, I'm a fan of number 34 myself. <laughs> I I really hope he does well. And you mentioned dirty work. Mm-hmm. You cannot have 11 stars on a defense. You cannot right. have 11 offense stars on the offense. You need complimentary players to superstars too. Mm-hmm. You need those guys because I think a Terrell Edmonds makes some Minka Fitzpatrick better. Oh, yeah. I think, I think Minka m- makes Edwards Edmonds better as well. So that's, that's one of the things to look at. And I think we get lost in the fact that uh, with a first rounder, we need them to be superstars in our own, in our minds. When I look back, I'm looking back at the last 20 years and there's some, there's a lot of guys that were very good picked in that position. And there's only about three guys that we would return. And Artie Burns is one of them. The other one right away that I'm going to say is of course, Jarvis Jones mm-hmm. and a guy that had a decent career in this league, but only three years with Pittsburgh would be a Vander Ziggy hood. So those are probably the, uh, and, and Hood wasn't a horrible first round pick. And no. the funny the funny thing about Burns is we were excited about him after his rookie year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he actually had decent, a, yeah. He had a decent mm-hmm. rookie year and then then it just fell apart for him. But with that being said, there's one more guy that I want to bring up and somebody in the live chat brought him up and I think it was Clarence that brought him up and if I'm wrong um you can correct me. I thought it was Clarence, but the guy I want to talk about is one Marcus Allen. Mm. What have we heard about Marcus Allen so far, Tony? I, I honestly have not heard a lot from him either. I, I, but but I, I was really impressed last year how he made the transition fully from safety to, to inside linebacker. And there's a guy that, you know, they've, they've been looking for that, that, that sort of dime linebacker player, that, the guy who could play safety and, and dime linebacker for them and, and, you know, he seemed like he really came on last year at the end of the year. And I think that's that bodes well for his future and that bodes well for their depth at that position inside linebacker. Shannon White, there's another question that we had. Has anybody heard anything about the darling of the draft? The guy that Jeff Hartman already has a poster on his wall, and I think he's invited him to the Hartman house for Christmas when <laughs> Percy Harvin the third. I haven't, uh, you know, I know that the initial depth chart has him, you know, is the number two behind Barry. And, uh, but I think he has a shot. It's going to depend on how he, how he looks every day at camp and, 
in the preseason. But uh, about Marcus Allen, if I can backtrack yes. just a second, um, I think Allen has a, a uphill battle, honestly, uh, just from the fact that he's kind of a hybrid, even though now he's saying he's pretty much an inside linebacker now. But you got Killebrew that they brought in, uh, who's a very really good special teams player, but he could play a little inside linebacker, especially in sub package, and he could play some safety uh, to back up Edmonds, maybe. And you know, you, I, I'm you know, I'm the guy who's always screaming Ulysses Gilbert the third, you know, because I mean, if he could ever stay healthy, um, he's the perfect backup for Bush. Um, and but he just hasn't shown that, and you know, so I'm still got my fingers crossed. Um, if Gilbert gets injured again, I think Marcus Allen has a path. Uh, but I think if if Gilbert could somehow stay healthy, um, and then I think Gilbert would end up getting that with Bud, uh, Buddy Johnson backing up Spillane. Uh, and now they could always keep that fifth guy, but they might want to keep a guy who has position flexibility and is a hybrid like Killebrew. So he could be a threat to Allen. He absolutely can. And I want to uh, correct myself. Uh, Clarence uh, uh, gave credit to Donald Nolan on that one. And Donald, I'm sorry. I, I, uh, I knew it was somebody that uh, we knew well in the live chat and I did make a mistake there. Um, the, the joke in the live chat right now is Brian Brown put this up and I'll go ahead and put this up on the, on the screen. Jeff's head is going to explode if Barry wins the punter <laughs> job. Guys, is there, is Barry, is Barry going to win this job? I, or, I, I, I've learned not to count him out. <laughs> yeah. He's got nine lives. Right. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it's the Dan, Daniel McCullers thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm actually going to say that, that Harvin's going to make it. And don't worry about the depth chart. Now, I have a theory that most rookies are not going to be number one on the depth chart. It's very rare that they are. Now, we have Najee Harris that is number one on the depth chart, but that's a completely different situation. Yeah, that, yeah. that was an open right. spot, and you, <laughs> you almost need to put him number one on the depth chart um, for right. where he was picked, and you're you're not going to have intentions to start anybody in front of him. And it would all almost be in, insulting to say uh, to uh, say that you have to win the job when you expect him to win the job. But yes, he has to win the job. Don't get me wrong, right. but that's that's kind of a different a different situation there. But when we're looking at Kendrick Green, yeah, you're not going to put him. You you need to dangle the carrot for a Kendrick Green. You need to dangle the carrot for any of those other guys yeah. to make them fight for the job. You just don't hand hand them number one on the depth chart until you see him in action. Najee, still a different story. Well, Harris, from what everything we've heard, he doesn't need any motivation. I mean, right. he's got his head in the playbook and he's doing extra work. You know, like you said, you want to dangle the carrot, but Harris, you know, he doesn't need extra motivation, uh, thankfully. Yeah, I mean, Harris, there's... There's guys that that are picked up high. Quarterbacks are a different story because you usually don't want to put if you don't have to put them. If you can have a veteran start while they sit and learn, especially the the Patrick Mahomes treatment, which worked out really well. 
if right. you can go ahead and do something like that, that works out well. Mm -hmm. It kind of reminds me of the uh, of, of when Le'Veon Bell came in, came in as a second round pick. He was he came in head and shoulders above anybody they had on the roster, and they kind of handpicked him to to be their starter. And they they had plans for him right from the get go, and that's kind of how they, they they played out. They actually uh, held him out a lot in, in preseason that year with with injury. And, like he had like a bruised knee or something his very first game and didn't even play. So. I kind of think, yeah, not it's it's Najee Harris's job to lose, and I can't see him, <laughs> I can't see him losing it. All right, guys, stop the presses. I got to bring this up, Michael O'Malley. If Barry wins, I'll call Tanya Harding. She's from wow. my state, and I know her. Stop the presses. I, had a, I can't. Uh, I can't see that. I had a huge crush <laughs> on Tanya Harding back in 1994. I had Ooh. a big crush on Nancy Kerrigan. Uh, yeah, she was cute, but uh, there's something about the bad girl I like. Michael O'Malley, I gotta meet Tanya Harding. That is, that uh -oh. is now. That is now. I'm not leaving Mrs. Bad. Don't worry about that. And uh, oh, did I just put Mrs. Bad's legs in danger? I was I gonna say, that. yeah. I mean, no, no. if you try Tanya Harding too much, uh, you might have put. Yeah, yeah. I definitely, I gotta meet Tanya Harding. That'd be awesome. Or just have her on the show. There we go. I make that happen, Michael O'Malley. That's all I'm saying. That okay. <laughs> um, wow. Wow. <laughs> I I can't I can't pull that up. Uh, this, be, this 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 whole podcast is going to be uh, was it called the po the what I have demonetized? Yeah. Well, no, no. I mean, like for uh, it's going to be used as evidence. Yeah. Oh yeah. Forensic evidence. Um, but let's just hope that's the soft drink, and that's all. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I like Pepsi myself. Uh, all right, let's. <laughs> Maybe I don't want to meet her. Um, with that being said, hey, it was a fun episode. <laughs> next next time we talk, we're going to be three days away from a football game. It's going to be exciting. Um, thanks so much for welcoming me back this week. Um, Steelers Pittsburgh thinks Nancy Kerrigan is hot. Um, there you go. Um, so, and Michael's claiming statute of limitations. Fair enough. All right. So, with that, I better get on out of here. And uh, you guys, we all need to go into the witness protection program now. So, with that yeah. being said, for Jeffrey Benedict and Michael Beck, I'm Dave Schofield. And we have three things that we would like you to do. One, stay safe. Be safe. Two, I love, I don't even know what I'm saying. Be good to yourself, right? Is that it? Be true to yourself. Be good to yourself. There you go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Michael, stop. Quit elaborating. <laughs> Now people are asking the PF private <laughs> message, Michael. Oh, um, <laughs> all right. You know what? I'll forget the rest. <laughs> He's off the rails. Somebody quote Roddy, 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 Roddy Piper. And let's get out of here. Just when you think you got all the answers, Shannon, we keep changing the questions. All right. Good Woo! night. Woo! Oh, we got extra. We got some Ric Flair in there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's go.